Welcome and thank you for joining the conversation on advanced air mobility and electrical vertical takeoff and landing aircraft, or how we call them, EV tolls. I am Nicholas Kredel and I will be guiding you through this session. I am an antitrust and competition partner based in Baker McKenzie's Düsseldorf office, and I am heading our global future mobility group. Today, I am delighted to welcome my colleagues to this discussion. Jennifer Trock from our Washington DC office is chair of Baker McKenzie's Global Aviation Group and North America International and Commercial Practice Group. She leads the firm's unmanned aircraft systems focus team and is a member of the firm's future mobility group. So we have a true expert on EV tolls. Jennifer also serves as the chair of the ABA's Forum uh, on Air and Space Law. And Jennifer routinely advises airlines, airports, aerospace manufacturers, travel distribution clients, OEMs, and corporate clients. So basically all of them in that space on complex transactions and aviation-related regulatory, aviation safety, and many other matters. So next up is Adam Aft. Adam Aft is a partner based in our Chicago office and is the co-lead of our global technology transactions group. Adam helps global companies navigate the complex issues regarding intellectual property, data, and technology in product counseling, M&A, and technology transactions. Adam advises clients on transformational activities, including the intellectual property data, and data privacy, and technology aspects of new product and services initiatives, mergers and acquisitions, joint ventures, back office transformations, and new trends driving business such as data monetization and artificial intelligence. All right, now the introductions are complete. Let's dive into the heart of the subject. First of all, I would like to address the reason why this topic is so relevant to our clients in the future mobility space. Advanced air mobility and urban air mobility covers really transformative airborne technology that will transport people and goods in new community-friendly and cost-effective aircraft in both rural and urban environments. It represents the next inflection point in the aerospace industry's ongoing evolution. So EV tolls are aircraft that use electric power to hover, take off and land all vertically. The technology came about thanks to major advances in electric propulsion, including motors, batteries, and electronic controllers. So EV tolls have a number of applications, passenger transportation, cargo delivery, aerial and emergency services, and so on. So I think every one of us would like to fly in one. In a nutshell, advanced air mobility represents an emerging market in aviation and future mobility, and EV tolls are an exciting technology with a variety of commercial and public sector applications. Given recent advancements and expected growth in the future, it really makes sense for companies to ensure they are equipped with all the knowledge they need to navigate the legal and 
regulatory framework underpinning advanced air mobility and eVTOL operations. So that's why we have our experts here. Let's turn to Adam. Adam, in your view, what are some of the key themes of advanced air mobility and how do eVTOL aircraft fit into that framework? Thank you, Nicholas. It's really wonderful to be speaking with you and Jennifer today on this topic. As you noted, I'm very excited about the topic in that I would like to be a consumer of an eVTOL flying from my home in Chicago down to the office uh, in, a, in a manner much quicker than I currently enjoy for commute. Um, in any event, I, I want to touch, as you suggested, on a few key themes. And then as a technology lawyer, I'd be remiss if I didn't also note a few key aspects of the technology as well. But with respect to the key themes, eVTOLs are really emblematic of a lot that's going on right now. So it touches on themes of digitalization, automation, electrification, and all the other changes in advanced air mobility and even the transportation sector more broadly. For example, picking up on a theme of ride-sharing services with respect to ground transportation, eVTOLs are really the next technological evolution of that in a shared mobility, on-demand transportation type environment, but in the air instead through services like air taxis. And what I referenced earlier is me wanting to get downtown much quicker. This would alleviate some of the challenges with respect to ground transportation, which are current constraints of infrastructure, both in terms of congestion, as well as the current routes that are provided by ground infrastructure that would be alleviated and otherwise available in an air network. There's a significant need for middle mile and last mile delivery solutions due to changing consumer behavior. And that's really already been causing great transformation in the transportation and logistics industries. eVTOLs are really a good solution to help that fast and efficient transportation for middle and last miles, both with respect to cargo and passengers. I'm sure any of us that regularly engage as e-commerce consumers can appreciate the notion of receiving our order differently and even more quickly than we currently do. There's also a number of changes that will come along with the evolution of eVTOL that are really broader than the vehicle themselves. And those go to infrastructure changes such as fire suppression systems relating to battery technology and manufacturing, charging stations, and otherwise areas for the eVTOL to let passengers get on and off the vehicles. Infrastructure points really fit into a broader theme regarding smart cities initiatives. So for example, digital and telecom technologies, connected vehicles and devices, sensor networks, data tools, and all of these other aspects in the smart cities environment that really aim to improve daily life using the technology and these new transportation networks that can be presented by eVTOLs. And one more key theme before I jump to the technology is really that with respect to sustainability. And that's a very key theme running throughout all of both advanced air mobility and specifically eVTOLs. eVTOLs do offer net zero emissions solutions, given that they're electrified vehicles, and that can also help increase the efficiency of urban and regional transportation logistics, as noted earlier, last mile delivery, and generally improved urban environments and consumer experiences in those environments. 
those benefits are really essential for a number of enterprises that have a significant focus on their environmental and social goals. And they can take advantage of advanced air mobility more broadly and specifically EV tolls if they come online to be able to help meet those goals and further those goals with respect to both government and other key stakeholders. Now, as promised as the technology lawyer, I wouldn't let you get out from asking this question without me saying a few words on the technology, which is quite exciting. But really a lot of what's driving the rapid advancement here is the recent increases in technology and the availability of that technology. So for example, battery technology is rapidly improving in a number of applications that's essential for eVTOL development, such as lithium metal or lithium oxygen battery development. And that's important to enable the clean net zero emission flying both close and in those midterm flights. We'll also have additional supply chain consideration as we continue to see the evolution of the battery and other technologies. Electric motors is another area of a significant development and innovation in transportation that's clearly seen with respect to electrical electric vehicles and ground transportation. Those motors will need to continue to be optimized for aviation and the aviation application in order to be sure that there's the right balance of efficiency and performance to meet the needs that eVTOLs will fill. Another important issue, especially with respect to aviation, is noise control and acoustics and the evolving technology in terms of how to manage that noise control as aligning with current noise standards is going to be essential for adoption and approval. And then even beyond those specific applications of technology in eVTOL and central to the vehicles themselves, there's a myriad of other technology that's continuing to be developed, including with respect to communication systems, infrastructure, and then even things like onboard entertainment systems and other teleconnectivity that will be important as the vehicles continue to evolve. So back over to you. Thank you, Adam. Uh, onboard entertainment systems. I, I think that sounds uh, actually quite good. So following on Adam's thoughts, Jen, what do you think it will take legally and practically to get EV tolls off the ground? Thank you, Nicholas. Thanks, Adam. I think as Adam mentioned, the continuing advancements in the supportive technologies are really going to be key to the eventual full-scale commercial deployment of EV toll. But technology is really only one of the core factors. There's lots of other key factors that we need to be looking at that are going to be necessary to ensure that success. They include the necessary infrastructure, establishing the right regulatory framework to certify and operate the aircraft, the continued investment in research and development, the deployment of new air traffic management systems, and most importantly, I think safety, because Ultimately, as much as I think we would all love to get on an EV toll, um, that demonstrable safety is going to be the most critical piece to public acceptance. And without public acceptance of using an EV toll aircraft, potentially one that's fully automated without a pilot, um, that safety factor is going to be super critical. So on the regulatory front, and I'm an aviation lawyer by, by training, and so I do a lot in this area of, of regulating um, aircraft and operations. And then particularly when we get into new and emerging technologies, be it drones a few years ago and now eVTOL, 
um, it's really an evolving area where industry stakeholders have an opportunity to partner with regulators to develop and kind of come up with the right framework for this. And then the regulators ultimately implement it in the form of rules and, and certification standards. And for the most part, each country in the aviation world is responsible for establishing its own airworthiness standards to ensure that the aircraft are safe to fly. Regulators like the FAA in the U.S. and EASA in Europe are all working very diligently towards accommodating eVTOL because it's a very exciting new technology and has a lot of benefits to transportation and sustainability and the future of air transportation. But it's definitely going to take some time to work through the new criteria to ensure that those standards and regulations will meet the long-standing safety criteria and the long-standing safety reputation that the civil aviation uh, authorities have established in the last several decades. And right now, because eVTOL are so new to the market, the standards are not yet being fully developed, regulators are currently working with industry on more bespoke certification requirements that will often combine requirements of helicopters and airplanes to develop the certification basis for uh, this new technology. Another area of likely regulation is the infrastructure, the, the vertiports and the other um, infrastructure that'll be necessary to operate, as well as the airspace and how that airspace is managed. I'll talk about that in a minute. Once we kind of move on from the certification of the aircraft, the operators will also need to comply with the applicable operational requirements and standards in each jurisdiction where they're operating. And those often include significant restrictions on foreign ownership for operators operating within um, a particular country. So there'll be um, a lot of complex regulatory issues beyond the certification of the aircraft that the operators will face. In terms of the investment, I think one of the things that's really exciting about this industry is that notwithstanding the pandemic, the investment levels in eVTOL continue to skyrocket, no pun intended, um, at the rate of billions of dollars a year. And we think this will continue. I think it's supported by some of the things that, um, that we're seeing now in President Biden's administration with his proposed $621 billion transportation infrastructure plan which has goals that are focused on increasing the modernization of public transit and an emphasis on sustainability. And I think that's all going to kind of help facilitate the introduction of eVTOL into the mainstream. And then as we think about the physical infrastructure, we talked a little bit about the vertiports, the actual places where these aircraft will take off and land. And um, given the application in urban areas, we're going to need a lot of vertiports to get Adam from his, um, from his place in, in Chicago down to the office or out to the airport. That is a whole new area that is um, rapidly developing and there'll be some regulation on top of that. Um, but when we think of the scale of eVTOL entering the market, the other big thing that we like to think about in the aviation sector is how do we manage all of these new aircraft in the air traffic system? And so I think eVTOL are also going to require significant advancements in how we manage air traffic, um, particularly as we move towards more automated uh, flights. And so we talk about unmanned aircraft traffic systems or UTM that will be necessary to support this mode of transportation. And as it moves towards the automation, the systems are going to be critical in providing centralized control of operations in real time. And that could be everything from scheduling and sequencing flights, 
managing airspace allocations and integration with smart cities and other types of transport systems like public transit and ride sharing into a single platform. So it's really exciting stuff, but there's a lot of lot of these pieces that will need to come together for this to be fully uh, to fully reach its potential. Last, I think it's worth mentioning again that safety is really the most important factor for the success um, of the VTOL, particularly at this stage in its development. As the industry moves more and more towards automation, I think safety is going to be increasingly paramount. And until they're fully automated, companies are going to need fully trained pilots and crew preparing for autonomous operations. And then once they become automated, the companies are going to need to ensure that their customers are safe flying. So there's a lot of pieces of this puzzle um, that will need to come together to make all of this happen, but industry is keenly focused on making it happen in the short term. Just to wrap up with billions of dollars already invested, I think the stakes are pretty high, but so is the potential to shape and transform the future of aviation. Thanks very much, Jen. That's uh, going to be an interesting development to watch. and. And it seems to me that we are really looking at extremely far-reaching regulatory overhaul of uh, the regulations of transportation in the various countries. So finally, Jen and Adam, if you had a crystal ball, when do you think you'll be riding to the airport in your first EV tall? Well, I wish I had a crystal ball um, for lots of reasons, but in this context, I would say I mean, look, there's a lot of focus on this. There's a lot of money investment, both by private sector and by government in making this happen. I think that the industry is speculating that it could become a reality within the next three to five years. I think there's a few factors that might influence the, the speed to market, um, safety being paramount, obviously, along with the infrastructure and air traffic um, systems that we've been talking about. So I guess all in all, I hope personally to be regularly hopping on one by the end of the decade. And I hope even sooner for a few test flights in between. Thank you. Well, it seems like the US is most advanced here and that will be pretty great. And I'll certainly come over to try a flight as soon as it's possible. What about you, Adam? What do you think? Uh, when and maybe also where will this first flight of yours happen? I can't wait for it as I noted earlier. I I wouldn't pretend to prognosticate nearly as well as our global aviation guru in Jen. I just want to pick up on that safety point that, that Jen had emphasized. My sense is really there are some important aspects that will be a key to enabling this technology and its full realization that are actually a bit exogenous to eVTOLs themselves. So just to take one example, cybersecurity is a really ever-increasing focus for a number of enterprises and industries. But in an area like eVTOL, where trust is so essential, the continued evolution of data security practices and cybersecurity will be hugely impactful on the success and the launch of eVTOL and launching it in a mass market. So I hope the first test flight here in Chicago so I can get to the office or to O'Hare Airport quickly, but uh, we will see what the future holds. Thanks, excellent. Thank you very much, uh, Adam. And, and Jen and Adam, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your expertise on advanced air mobility and EV tolls. To our listeners and clients, please do check out the other episodes in this series of the Future Mobility Conversations. 
in which we do address hot topics of the industry, uh, EV tolls just being one of them. In the meantime, our virtual door is always open. Feel free to reach out for more insights and advice. See you soon in this or in another session.